0: If you know me, you know that I love beauty. All things beauty speaks so much to my life, okay? And as I get my life, I am also getting a new skincare routine. Yes. And I'm doing it with Mati Skincare, formerly known as Mati Couture. Mati Skincare is a US-based black-owned vegan skincare line, and the products are incredible. I'm trying two of them right now, and when I tell you I'm getting my life. I am I am incorporating vitamin C as well as a charcoal mask into my routine and let me tell you something. Sis is flawless. Look, if you are ready to freshen up your skincare products and get a new routine, incorporate things into your regimen, I would suggest you try Mati skincare and you can get a luxury routine for an affordable price. Look, I cannot stop raving about the products and people are asking me what I'm wearing and I'm telling them it's Motsi. So do yourself a favor and visit MotsiCouture.com. That's M-O-T-S-I Couture.com. Check out the CC serum with vitamin C, the charcoal mask, and the other incredible products they have available. Be sure to tell them that Lydia sent you from the Get My Life Tour. If I could describe the Get My Life Tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I am enthusiastic about you taking the time to show up for yourself. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm so glad that you are here. I hope that you have a ball. This is all about you getting what you need. If you have tuned in time and time again, thank you for being consistent. Thank you for being committed to yourself. I'm so glad that you are here. I am beyond excited for today's guest in our conversation. She is someone who I had followed online on Twitter. Her tweets were so thought-provoking. And I had the opportunity to meet her and learn more about her. And we had all these dope conversations on train rides back to Harlem. It was lit. Um, So help me in welcoming Miss Brittany S. Oliver to begin my life tour. Welcome, Brittany. Hi,
1: Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. I did a nice little chuckle thinking about those train rides. (laughs)
0: The <laughs> so life as media professionals in New York, it goes down on the trains. Don't let the train ride be longer than three stops because <laughs> after that we are officially in this together. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so before I continue, let me start by giving them a little bit of background on you, Brittany. So Brittany Oliver is professional based in the greater Nashville with expertise in public relations, marketing, communications, writing, event and content management, and social media strategy. Brittany lives in New York for seven years, where I actually met her. And she is also the creator, oh, my goodness, of Lemons to Lemonade. If you know about this, you love it. L2L is the way to go. Her expertise in PR has gained client placements in US Today, ABC News, Chicago Tribune, Black Enterprise, and more. She is also a contributor for a variety of publications, and you may have read her work in Vogue, Time, Essence, Revolt, Business Insider, and Fast Company. Now this is a little bit about her professional background, and I'm so excited that she is here because her story is incredible, right? I, I appreciate being able to present her accolades to you, but when you learn more about her story, I think you will be able to draw her closer into your heart. So the help me welcoming, help me welcome. Brittany Oliver, again, to the Get My Life Tour. I feel like I'm doing a round of applause. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you are so dope. And I, I hope that I tell you this enough. Thank you. When we have our conversations, you are so welcome. But, you know, in your own words, who is Brittany S. Oliver?
1: Um, When I just, like, think about who I am and my journey, I just see resilience in like big flashing le- letters, just someone who just keeps going um, and they keep, they don't give up um, until, you know, life happens and they, they, they reflect and they think about things. And I, we're going to talk about that later on why I said until <laughs> not giving up until, Um Because there's sometimes there's lessons, there's signs that tell you to pivot. So, um, but that's what I think, just resilience. And that's what I hope that I give off when I meet people or encounter people or tell my story, um, that we can be resilient. Um, There's ways to pivot when plan A doesn't work out for you. Um, and you can realize what you want for yourself and it just comes in different ways. And so, um, that's what I hope people will see, but I'm a only child, <laughs> um, <laughs> live, you know, I moved back home with my parents to, to do a reset in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to just hopping into that story.
0: You know, I I just reached for a pen and a paper. I am now writing on some Bank of America statement. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord for my bills being on time during this pandemic. Right. But I wrote down, uh, and I, I guess I was mid-sentence in writing it, but you said something along the lines, you can realize what you want to do or become. Is that what you said? You can realize what you want to do? or you can realize what you want to become. You said something so profound. Um, And I think it's beautiful, right? Because Mm -hmm. it speaks to the sacredness of transformation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we think of it that way often, but the fact that you said you can realize Sometimes we are so sure about mm-hmm. what we know yeah, and who we are and where we're going. Uh-huh. And we don't take the moment to reflect mm-hmm. and then to then process so that we can realize what our realities are mm-hmm. or what they can be. So I just think that is so key that you said that. I don't even know if you realize you said it. No, I didn't was. realize that I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a powerful Word, I, you know, this is why I love having these conversations and actually listening because there is nothing like getting what you didn't know you needed along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Get My Life tour is about, right? Showing up for yourself, deciding to be still and literally tune in and get what you didn't realize you needed. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the the biggest I think lesson that I've learned in my, you know, I guess life after college, you know, career um is that sometimes it's okay. Those quiet moments are okay. Um mm-hmm. uh, being still is okay. And when your life isn't busy or, you know, if you're not book bu- busy, doesn't mean you're not blessed. You know, that, that saying Mm -hmm. that everyone's saying, uh, busy and blessed just because there's moments that you're not booked and busy doesn't mean you're not blessed. And so um, you have to learn that, especially when you live in a big metropolitan city like New York, Mm -hmm. it gives you a feeling that you just have to be on the go all the time. And so And social media gives you this appearance where you feel like you have to be doing something, you have to have something going on. So we constantly are on the go, striving, thriving, never taking those moments to really um, reset, reflect. And I think Mm -hmm. with COVID-19, this has been the moment where a lot of people have had to stop running because they couldn't run anymore. Um, And they're having to face that, face some of the things that they've been curious about, but they haven't been wanting to face in terms of where they're going, where they're headed. And um, I think after this, people really, uh, I think we're going to see some changes and we're starting to see that. Like Mm -hmm. people during COVID, people are realizing, man why do I live in this big metropolitan city? This is a lot. I can do life somewhere else, you know? Mm. So you're seeing people move, you're seeing people get engaged and and married to people that they've been dating for a long time. Now today they said, you know what, why haven't we done this? Like, let's Mm. go ahead and do this. (laughs) Like, what are we waiting for? Mm. And you know, um, Family is becoming more of a priority for some. Not definitely. So you're just seeing a shift because we've had to stop. We can't go. We can't turn the other cheek. We're having to really like reflect on what's happening in our lives.
0: Mm. You know what? I'm, you're not gonna keep me silent this entire stop on a tour, Brittany. Okay. That's what you're not gonna do but this happening. Okay. Look, I'm over here taking notes. We we're seeing a shift because we had to stop. Somebody write that down. We're seeing a Girl,
1: shift. Girl, send me these tweet these um uh, let me tell you something. so I can tweet them out. This is all you right now.
0: This is all you. Come on now, greatness. We're seeing a shift because we had to stop. I just Googled the word realize, right? I I am a word buff, you know, being a journalist. I'm like, okay, I should know what this word means. And as defined by Merriam-Webster, realize means to become fully aware of something as a fact and understand clearly. When you said we're seeing a shift, so we had to stop, that sounds like, coming into that moment where you have to understand clearly, or you become fully aware of something as a fact, right? You saying, look, people are now getting engaged. Like, okay, it's a fact we've been in love. We need to do this. Okay, cool. That's, it's more clear now. Mm-hmm. I need to spend more time with family reprioritize. I need to move out of New York. Mm-hmm. You know, that has become clear to people being consumed with the aesthetic, with the lifestyle uh, that often does not feed or support us is Mm -hmm. an addiction, Mm -hmm. right? It's an addiction within our industry as women in media. Um, It is an addiction as Black women who have to be strong and successful. Uh, You see my have to was kind of condescending. (laughs) Because no one is, you know, society is requiring that of us and we think we have to be that all the time. But that is one of the things, one of the many things that I appreciate this pandemic for, that shift that you are mentioning, right? And we experience so many shifts Mm -hmm. in our lives, um, be it personally or professionally. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, we have this contrast now as well. I was just in the Bay Area. We were having our pre-show call because I decided to leave Harlan during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You have exited New York and have been wherever you wanted to be and are residing in Nashville. But at some point you decided to go home because prior to the pandemic, um, you had your own experience where you were shifting. And so was the atmosphere. And you decided that it was time to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's where I'm excited about this conversation going to Nashville with you. You have created Lemons to Lemonade, which has really opened the eyes of so many, and that began with you telling your story. Tell us more about your lemons to lemonade story. Mm. So um
1: For me, so my Lemons to Lemonade story, how all of this started, it's twofold. I'm so happy that the story and organization has created so much impact for so many others. But man, has it saved me. I Mm -hmm. felt when I was going through my Lemons to Lemonade. So my Lemons to Lemonade story is when I graduated from college, little did I know that I would go on over 100 interviews to try to get a PR job. So imagine you go, you, you graduate from Howard university. And if you understand HBCU life, (laughs) there's (laughs) um, a culture of excellence that Mm. you're in. um, And there's, it's nothing less than that. Right. So our, it was like a competition in college. Um, all of us were trying to see who could get the most internships. And so by the time I graduated, I already had, you know, six under my belt, fully prepared. And so, so did my peers in my graduating PR class. We all had about five to six, some seven internship, like real experience. And yet Only one of us out of our class got offered a full-time job. We were ready to go. You know, there was nothing more that we could do, but everyone was kept telling us, oh, take another internship, take another internship. And I'll never forget us huddled in a corner after the PR fair or towards the end of the PR fair and everyone looked so sad. And I said, why, why do we look like this? And it's like, because we're tired of people telling us it's not enough. And mm. we didn't even start our careers yet, but at that moment, it was already like, we've got all this experience and that's all you have to offer us mm. is another internship. Like what more do we have to prove? Right. <laughs> um, and so just like the rest of my peers, we went to the market taking another internship. And so for me, that internship moved me to New York. I was working for a mid-size agency that had an office um, taking over one of the floors um, of the Empire State Building. Like I literally could see all four corners of that beautiful city. I was in the middle of it, the thick of it. New York was my dream. And my dream was to conquer PR and I was there and I said, this is it. I've made it. But little did I know that after that experience, I would go on those 100 interviews. And in that, it was a lot of rejection. Um, that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young lady like changed. My light kind of dimmed a little bit. Um, I didn't have as much confidence in myself. Mm. And rejection was hard because up until then, people told me yes. You know, I I got a yes based off merit
0: um, Mm.
1: and not anything else. I didn't know what nepotism was. Mm. Um, I knew of racism, but I always felt it can't be the color of my skin that's preventing me from getting something because I'm good and that should like overturn anything, any racism, any prejudice. I'm good at what I do. But and I just refused to like let the color of my skin be a factor. So I carried this weight, this burden of these no's trying to find a fault in myself, trying to find a way that I could correct it. Because I couldn't allow something that was out of my hand to be the reason why I'm not living my dreams. And so just imagine that weight that you carry when you just don't, you don't accept those things. When you blame, you put blame on yourself that shouldn't be. It took a while for me to let go of that. Um, So here I am just struggling, trying to get where I want to go. So, but in that I realized those 100 no's um I had to use that for my power Mm. I had to turn that into a power to fuel me instead of to succumbing to that um I also had to turn those no's into that's 100 times they missed out on me Mm. not you know what I mean you have to reframe that I don't know. You missed out on all this. Like, Mm -hmm. not that I missed out on you. I also had to learn through, you know, job search is that it's, it's mutually beneficial in your job search. Not only are you looking for a job that's a good fit for you, but they're looking to see if you're a good fit for them but you have to look to make sure it's a good fit for you. And, you know, I used to hear those things. Well, we thought you were great, but you're just not a cultural fit. And I never knew what that meant. Mm
0: -hmm. I just was
1: like, what is this? What does that mean? Because when I looked, when I came to the interview and I looked around, everyone was white in New York City. Mm -hmm. Everyone in that PR agency was white, except um, a few and a lot of times, especially in like a mid sized, small agencies, people of color were the receptionist or um housekeeping or, you know, mm-hmm. any of those other parts and not someone who was functioning within the service of that particular company.
0: You know, people are often surprised by how segregated New York is. Now somebody tuned in probably like, mm-hmm. What it is so diverse? Yeah. But when you enter the corporate world, corporate spaces, mm. my goodness, it is mind blowing. You know, in 2016, I had no idea that I would be the only black woman on my team at NBC mm-hmm. and one of two within the entire division. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, and the other guy was skin folk. I was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. no, my brother, you got logs. I can't even rely on you. Okay, cool. I guess mm-hmm. it's just aesthetic. But, you know it's so real, you know, I love that you realize right? Let's just stick with that word mm-hmm. that you've come to realize that you were the get mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I have written down on the wall. I am the get uh so much of our journeys as ambition women as ambitious women, excuse me, mm-hmm. revolve around our careers, but mm-hmm. there's so much to be learned in between the gaps of each application, right? There's so much that I've learned about myself as I apply, as I look for, you know, the right cultural fit. um, And as I interview other people who think that they're interviewing me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us more about the actual platform, Lemons Lemonade, because I don't want that to get lost um, because your story is so great. um, And I want people to have more insight on what it is that you're doing. I feel like you've made this great lemonade, have a variety of flavors now. Uh, You're in production and distribution is booming, and you're making a killing, right? This is how you get your lemonade. <laughs> I just want everybody to try it. Um, so come get some. Mm-hmm. But tell us about Lemons Lemonade. I believe, did I not meet you at your event? I want to say I met you at your event, or do we meet at Google? We met somewhere. I can't remember where it was officially offline. I don't um, know either.
1: I know it was through Natasha, though.
0: Yes, it was. But Maybe, I don't know. Shoot. Maybe she was, was on my it.
1: panel, but yes, okay. we had met before
0: that. We did. Dang. Okay. Shout out to... New York and the industry for all those great connections. Mm -hmm. But okay, tell us about Limits to Lemonade because you really do something that a lot of people didn't have the courage to do in 2016 as a media professional and as an independent person, right? I know Mm -hmm. that sounds crazy but you are ahead of the curve curating events and you had people reaching at you from every direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and those who had more resources than you who weren't interested in helping you, but wanted to take, right. Oh, the wow. Of that, okay. oh, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> that's to get my life tour. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the, um,
1: observing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so lemons to lemonade, um, the organization. So if you networked, you know, how awkward it can be Mm -hmm. Um, and, but you know how vital it is to upward mobility in your career. And so as a media professional in New York, networking was the thing to do. Like you had to do it. And so I was, you know, even in those 100 interviews, After the 100 interviews, I'm in these spaces networking and I didn't like how people made me feel. Mm. I didn't like the way people curated these environments, Mm -hmm. because if you were already popping in your career, if you didn't have a cool kids job, like and when I mean cool kids, that's working for a major company that's recognizable. So your, your NBCs, your Facebooks, your um, Snapchats, Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, those things carry weight in these rooms. So when you introduce yourself, and someone's like, Oh, I work for whatever, you see that person has all of a sudden has this long line or a whole circle of people like, eyes wide open, like, Oh, my gosh, that's interesting. Right. And then Mm -hmm. when they ask you what you do, and you're like, well, I'm trying to be, or I'm aspiring to be, or you introduce yourself as like a freelancer a consultant. There was, um, back then there was this shade around that, like, Oh, that means you really don't have a job or mm-hmm. mm, that means you can't immediately help me. Ooh. And so I, I literally had someone like, literally, he was like, I work at BET and What do you do? And I said what I said, and he literally walked away from me. And I was like, wow. And so so I, you know, once I got a little bit more um, established in my career, I wanted to change what networking looked like for us, especially black professionals, because The more I was sharing that lemons to lemonade story, that my personal narrative, the more I was seeing more people of color who have all this good potential, all these good skill sets, who are trying to get the jobs that they're looking for. They're trying to work at companies that they want working for, but people dismiss them. They need a space. We need a space where we can go and be seen and heard and not, um, not feel less than I didn't want Mm -hmm. it to feel like a cool kids crowd. I did. I wanted people to feel like if they came to this networking mixer, they can, they can meet friends, meet relationships and take away great insight. And Mm -hmm. so my goal was one to create that space that felt safe um, and felt impactful Two, we don't have enough, people of color on these stages talking about things outside of D&I. Um and so I wanted to create a space to put millennials and bid to senior leaders that are of color have stages to to share their story, to share their insight to be impactful. And so those were the two things that I really wanted. And in doing that, it, it created a lot of support um so many people came out and what i love about it is that it's created opportunity the first mixer i ever had three people left with opportunity one person um i'll never forget it mark c before he became mark clinton oh, yes. before he became like doing you put him
0: on that panel the day or the week he quit
1: No, but let's take it back. My first one in um, May 2016, he hadn't had a paid gig for his photography. Mm. Um, He didn't take the pictures for my mixer, but he was networking. And Minda Hartz networked with him, and she hired him for her upcoming event for him to take pictures. Wow. Yeah. And look at him now.
0: And that I happened I at L L. <laughs> yeah, and he took Natasha's portfolio photos. You know, watching his growth is just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm rooting for him from Me too. every angle. And I I just love to know that you also saw something in him in his infancy stages, right? I remember mm-hmm. sitting next to his wife and you know being, you know, on that front row, supporting Natasha and her, her husband, and you creating that experience for people. See, this is the thing. We can't just call people center stage when Mm-mm. we think they add value to us. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to say, hey, come to the front. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something about being called on um when you have something to offer but you don't think anybody is watching you but you get that moment to be called Mm -hmm, to -hmm. the stage um i like to think that's what the get my life tour is and it's something that we have to do more of Mm -hmm. in our everyday lives you didn't wait for mark to become mark clinton the creative the photographer this this that and the third Roger said no i see you come here come to the front because you've had that experience. Um, And I think it goes beyond rejection, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of our experiences really hit us at our core and make us question ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I think it's to fuel that moment of realization and so that we can actualize um, who we are, right? You've made some, some great lemonade, like I said before, but you've also had these, Get my life moments, right? The mm-hmm. 100 no's. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, sleeping on you, quite mm-hmm. frankly, okay? Sleeping at the lemonade stand. Like, why <laughs> did you even get in line, okay? You or know, not wanting
1: things. to pay 10 cents for it.
0: Exactly. You want a free cup. Right. <laughs> it's like, but you know what? You've been able to add tax over the years. And, you know, I alluded to it, but you've had people who didn't want to pay 10 cents get in line or stay in line mm-hmm. and then ask you for your recipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, where, where did where did we do that? At? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a thing. It just goes to say that we have to support one another, mm-hmm. right? Support is really key to our success collaboration mm-hmm. um, and being able to take the time we need to really be great. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point you were like, look, britney out like obama out um because new york wasn't where you decided you wanted to continue to grow Mm -hmm. what was it like making that decision in the unpopular decision (laughs) to leave right and i say unpopular Mm -hmm. um you know because people will stay and ride it out Mm -hmm. struggle in isolation and then come out the house tailored. Okay. Mm-hmm. Put that vising on after a long night of crying and being up all night because they can't get it right. Um, but at some point you were like, you know what, look, it's bigger than me and it's bigger than New York. What was it like making that decision after finding success here?
1: Oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. um <laughs> Ooh, I think about that a lot. I remember when I finally made that decision I was in Italy for my birthday. That was the first like major trip out. Well, I've I've gone out of the country. I went to a couple of islands, but I had never really go, gone across the pond. And I went with Travel New Or and I saved my little coins to go. But more yes. it was it was a struggle to even pay for that. But I went and I just looked up at those stars on that, um, wherever we were staying, there was like a patio. And I was like, this is amazing. And I just, I can't keep living my life the way I've been living it. I'll be 30 soon. I think I turned 29 that day. And I just want to go into another decade just doing something that makes more sense than this. And so that was my birthday wish. And, um, literally got back to New York two weeks later. Um, the company has a meeting and says, we're going to make everyone remote. Um, we're closing down the office because we can't afford overhead. Um, and this will help save and, and, uh, decrease layoffs. Because up to that point, I had survived about three layoffs from that company. So I never felt like I could breathe. I never felt like I was stable. I always had one foot in, one foot out. And that's a horrible way to have a career, mm-hmm. uh, to have a job, is to just never know when it's your turn. And so mm-hmm. for me, I because of that, I always had to work. And so... I'm freelance writing. I'm trying to find a way to really monetize L to L, but L to L is my passion. Like I was doing, like I was doing all of that as I had to come out of pocket some time, but I didn't really want to have to charge anyone because I understood what that was like to can't afford to pay for something, you know, mm-hmm. but you really need those resources. Right. And so I, it took me a while to like get to that point where I'm like, okay, I really need to charge. Cause I can't keep, you know, having free events like this um, because it's so much on my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was just a lot, just working just a lot and never feeling like it was enough. I think that's what it really was for me. Lydia yeah. Yeah. is just, New York always felt like I didn't have, I didn't have enough money. I didn't, my jobs didn't pay me enough. Um, I didn't have enough to keep up with whatever the Joneses, you know, but instead of the Joneses, it's, you know, Nicole and Nikki and and Jasmine and whoever, you know, the girls and the media that, get to go from, cause on social media, they have the cool job. They get to go abroad and they, and they have a nice looking apartment and it doesn't look like, and they have Louboutin and it doesn't look like they're sweating. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to keep up with that too and be at brunch and be with, be there for my friends and be there for my family. And it just was a lot. It was so much. Um And there's, I contributed, my experience to um, an article that just recently came out for The Cut and it's pretty much Black women and what it's like to experience burnout. Mm, Girl. And so my burnout I stopped being enthusiastic about anything except lemons to lemonade. It was really hard to push through at my job. Um, But it impacted my everyday. So, you know, right before I left New York, I started to get the severe pain in my shoulders. Mm. I couldn't sleep at night. I start. I developed sleep paralysis mm. from the stress. And um, the, my mom said the old people call it the old hag because um, <laughs> <laughs> because um, if you've ever experienced it, because you may not know you've ever had it, but it's when your whole body feels like it's asleep, but your mind wakes up and it feels like there's a presence in your room or your home, like they're over mm-hmm. lingering over you and you want to scream, you want to get up, but you can't, like, mm-hmm. you can't even move your mouth. You can't like, it's like your body is just stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it feels, it feels like a dream, but it's totally real. And I would have them. I got so stressed out about things that there was a time where I was having them like at least three times a week, Mm. you know, Um, so you can't sleep because once you do wake up, you're like, oh, I don't want to go through that again. You know, then the sharp pain was happening and I didn't know what it was. And I could barely sit in my desk sometimes. I'm like swishing around. I'm wearing a brace around my um, wrist because my hands are hurting. My wrist is hurting. So I'm like, what in the world? And all of this is happening. And burnout, my hair is graying. Girl, like I was aging, ended up getting arthritis. Then I have the sleep paralysis. Like it was just too much. Like it was impeding on my health so Mm. rapidly. And you'll start to hear a lot of Black women talk about it's Something that happens, especially when you hit 30 and you've just been on the go like that and stressed.
0: Honey. That stuff
1: is coming out of us like crazy right now. The
0: toxins are releasing. And this is why I am so grateful for this downtime. And mm-hmm. I I want to be as intentional as possible about respecting this time, right? And holding it sacred. Girl, you are preaching to the choir. I am one of those Black women. That's why I went on tour initially. Mm-hmm. Um, the physical therapy, actual therapy, and a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. You know, this time around, I'm like, okay, let me make sure I partner with a uh, trainer. because. There are ways that I have to be mentally fit, but also physically fit and make sure that I am well. Like, wellness is now a priority. We think we have to spend so much of our 20s going and getting it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we we literally cannot get it because we've been going and going mm-hmm. and going and going. And then that burnout is real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know how many times we think we have to experience that and then talk about learning from the experience and go right through it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. because there's something so attractive about burning out before we get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Speak. Uh, she's so dope. Um, And she talked about I got it syndrome. Her name is Elaine Fluker. I may be pronouncing her name incorrectly, Um, but heard her speak at LinkedIn during Transform Her, and she talked about I got it syndrome, and she was like, we struggle with it, Black women, I got it. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. Mm. She said she had just came from Atlanta, and she was carrying her bag, mm-hmm. and it was heavy, and there was this beautiful Black man, and he asked her, like, do you need help? Because he saw she was struggling with the bag, and she was also rushing, and she was like, Mesmerized by his beauty, beauty but then huh? she said, "I got it." Oh, and he kept going. Oh. I was like, "Oh, sis, missed out on." But bae, think about I it have her back, oh.
1: Think about it. We we probably do it all the time. To- all it. the time. Oh, I got yeah, it. I'm t- I I might have t- done that to a nice looking man.
0: Girl, I'm tired of having it. I don't want it. No, take my bag.
1: I'm like, I'm literally like asking for help now. It's a lot. And also I wanted to mention our reproductive systems too, especially for black women, that pressure. They say Mm -hmm. like we're getting fibroids earlier and earlier. And later on in life, we're going to want those families. And fibroids can be the very thing. Mm -hmm. That disrupts that for us. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, not only is it, it's wellness all around and we've Mm -hmm. got to, we've got to manage and balance that earlier than we are Mm -hmm. because- Because when we are ready for those moments, when we are ready, when we say that we're ready to settle down and these things don't matter anymore, then all of that toxic things that happen to us just come out Mm -hmm. and they they affect those things that we're trying to get.
0: You know, I have to ask, what are some of the things the The positive affirmations that you speak over your life as you continue to make lemonade. You've overcome so much. Um, and I can only imagine that positive self-talk is something that you really have to implement. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of those things that keep you going that you say to yourself? Well, this is one that
1: I started even when I was in New York, even in the beginning, and I still carry it to this day. Is I'm a warrior with the warrior spirit. And I heard Pastor Mike from First Corinthians Come on,
0: Mike. Yes. say
1: that. And I think that was my first time visiting that church. And that's what he said. And mm-hmm. I ran home and I wrote it down. I put it at my wall, right in like at my apartment door. And every time I walked out of the door I'd see it, that message that I I'm equipped. I have everything. God has equipped me with everything I need yes. to get through this day, to get through this life, to get through moments. I have everything that I need. Um and and I I love that. I love that reminder mm-hmm. that I am he has equipped me with everything that I need to get where I need to go. And as I, I hope everyone remembers that yeah. that you are already equipped for this.
0: You know, oh, I am just so grateful. I'm smiling right now because <laughs> I'm so grateful for where you are. Thank you. I, I know we've had our conversations and we follow one another closely and we root for one another, but it is so heartwarming to know that you are in a place where you can live, you can love, right? And in the words of mm-hmm. you know First Corinthians, um, and Pastor Mike, you can serve as well. Serve yourself, mm-hmm. serve others, even in a place of hmm, in of lack. You found a way to give to others as you did what you needed to do to fill yourself up. Mm -hmm. Right. That's lemons to lemonade. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I got these lemons, I got enough for all of us. Come get Mm some. Um, And now you're in Nashville. And I like to say you're killing it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. you're where, you know, you're close to where you want to be. You're where you want to be. You're there. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much that we go through and we're not able to seize the moment because we're too focused on getting there. Right. Not the Mm -hmm. through process mm. but I'm so excited for you I really am thank
1: you Lydia I'm excited for you too and and what's next um it's been a journey but like you said I've when I made that decision, I remember telling you, too, I remember we were at that taco spot near your mm-hmm. home and I told you that I was going to go ahead and leave. And I I, I waited to the last minute to tell a lot of my friends and family that I was leaving because I didn't want anyone to persuade me otherwise. Mm. Um, but I think the appeal of Tennessee for me was that there's just so much. It's it's booming. So many companies are coming here. Um, The tech, a tech hub is forming here. And there's a lot of people that I grew up with who never left. And I watched them on Facebook. And it's something I admire. I used to like shade them when I was younger, like you could do more for yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: (laughs) I remember in college, realizing realize again that every you know what someone decides for themselves isn't wrong we make our own decisions and so how someone chooses to live their life isn't the wrong way to live it all the time it's what's best for them it's what they wanted so you know being someone who wants to have kids young or be married really young, that's not horrible thing. To, to That's not the worst thing that can happen. But I remember being 18 and thinking that was dumb. Like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I look at them and their families and what they've built for themselves. They own home and they just aren't as stressed as I am. You know what I mean? Like they look like I know a picture for me, a picture said a thousand words. I know sometimes pictures don't tell the whole story, but I genuinely believe that they are truly happy. A lot of them and where they are. And I one day I looked and I was like, look at them. They just so happy and peaceful. Their skin is popping like (laughs) You know, it's real. yeah, I might need to slow my roll. You know, like I don't have to do this. I don't have to keep going like this. I can really live anywhere and do what I want to do. And so um that's what I did with that remote that came, gave me permission to do that. And my goal, go, grow l to l in other cities because, you know, the South, has something to say (laughs) and um, smaller markets um, like the Nashville's and um, St. Louis and new Orleans and uh, whatever um, these markets have thriving, growing the Charlotte's black professionals, you know, Memphis, but they don't get the same attention, the same, opportunities that that are available in the New Yorks, the LAs, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, I see big corporations doing these tours. Um like for example, I think Chase did something with Essence.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they mm-hmm. list
1: all the different places and I had a conversation with someone there and I said, "Well, why you've got Charlotte, you've got Memphis, you've got Nashville, why didn't y'all go there? You've got Houston, Dallas, mm-hmm oh, well, we've got it. And I'm like, we always go to those. There's these these little small hubs of people who need and want to hear from other Black women. They want to hear from the Black women in the big cities. They want to have that exposure. They want to network. And those, those opportunities, people in those communities aren't creating it for them. And they're looking for someone to come. And so that's what my goal is still is is to to serve the the smaller um those mid-sized hubs of black women women of color who are like i want these tours these conferences to come here too i can't always Mm -hmm. afford to go to fly to new york um if it's a drive away i'll drive literally in nashville i've had people come from cincinnati to my mixers Mm -hmm from Memphis, from um, Alabama, from Mississippi, just so that they can hear from other Black women and mm-hmm. or experience l to l because they've seen what it's been in New York and other places. And that just, literally I cried when when um, one of the women told me how far she came. That meant so much to me.
0: Now look how far you've come. hmm there's there's beauty in going home.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
0: we have to be sent home um, and live simply, simplify mm-hmm. our lives, uh, <laughs> you know, and slow down. I don't know why we are. Just, let me let, let me and, and, uh, uh, right. That's how we sound. I can only imagine what we look like to the Most High. Okay, crazy, just foolishness. Um, but we do we do it all the time. I am just so glad that you oh, you are where you are and you're being a resource to so many and you're building community. That's what it's about. Let's see. Okay. Brittany, I am still here. Let's see. I think we're having a tech issue because I can't hear you anymore. One second. Hello? Yep. You're back now. This is so odd. You can hear me? Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. You dro- For some reason, the audio dropped, but don't worry. I edit. So this was perfect. I was saying that I'm so glad that you are where you are and that you're being a resource. To women, sometimes you have to go home so that you can get what you need. I mm-hmm. also love how you spoke about um, thinking that others living simply was just you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but we have to see those things they're reminders, mm-hmm. right I love getting glimpses of other people's lifestyles because sometimes they're just like context clues for mm-hmm. us, right and I believe that God speaks to us in those moments you're like, oh wow. And I'm like, ah, you look up. And I remember hearing all these great women in industry saying, oh, I looked up. And one day I was 40. I was Mm 36. You know, I was 75. I'm like, okay, granny. You know, and they're like, (laughs) life happens. (laughs) Life happens. And they were like, it just the families, you know, Mm -hmm. saving more. I was Mm -hmm. buying red bottoms instead of investing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to keep up. My whole thirties, yeah. I was trying to be someone else, and I'm like, "Yo, I don't, want I, don't that want for myself. I don't want it. I don't want it. where he at yeah. though? Like, I'm, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, oh, like, I will traded in become a mommy blogger. Where he yes. at? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Right, the story of our non-black counterparts at twenty-three corporate. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, but you know, we have to come to that moment of realization. Uh. And really appreciate it, right? And I love that you said how they, you know, what they chose to do with their lives, like that's on them. You can't shun anyone for that. Mm -mm. You know, I tell people all the time, um, and it is one of the things that really is rooted here on this tour, but is how you live your life is your business, right? Mm -hmm. As, As a journalist, as someone who is, an entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur, but is truly focused on wellness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'll say success to bunch it all together. I tell people all the time how you live your life is your business, literally. And if you are an entrepreneur, it is an extension of your business. We have to be healthy and whole in order to achieve in order to create wealth, like we can't make money when we're dead. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can't fully live if we're focused on the wrong things. We have to make those unpopular decisions. We gotta be willing to go home. We have to be willing to bring um, our resources back. You've been able to do that. Like the fact that you said like these major corps are overlooking people who need them the most, it's a Mm -hmm. real thing. You know, I've experienced that being overlooked. You've experienced that, so the fact that you've you've been able to say no, no more. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's just so dope. Thank like, you. Uh, the abundance is so exciting to me, and it's because you. you said yes, you're welcome. Saying yes, man. Sometimes we have to reject ourselves and the things that we say we truly desire. Mm -hmm. To get what is for us.
1: Mm -hmm. I really, at the end of the day, we want to live the life God has laid out for us and his purpose for us. It's not about what we want. And if we could just pray about it and lean into that, you're doing what you're supposed to do. And that's literally, it can be as simple as ambitious as it's supposed to be. Mm. And that's really what I wanted. I just, like you said, there were those moments I had to sit back, reset and reflect. What is it that I want in my for my life? Because this, what I'm doing now and where I'm going isn't it. And so I had to really pray about that. What would be the next step? What, where am I supposed to go? And that's how I ended up home you know and in doing that you know it's been twofold it's god has given me so many opportunities i did get laid off from that job but it wasn't the end yeah i sacrificed independence from that um i couldn't move into an apartment and do all of this stuff independently like i was doing i it prolonged my stay at home but it's not a bad thing because Mm. it's been a blessing to re get to know my parents during this time. Mm. Um, Also I've never traveled as much um, and really tapped into storytelling. And so the last two years, it was literally like every month opportunity came my way to go somewhere, Mm. take a trip, whether it was a press trip or for L to L you know, I got to go and see some of the world that I never got to do before. Mm. And it was amazing. Um, I got to meet so many people. And that that goal, that dream of mine to take Lemons to Lemony on tour and go to other c- cities actually came to life. And it was just amazing. Um, and the storytelling really helped to hone in to... What is it that I want to do because I can't PR, isn't it? I know that was my goal in the beginning of the 100 interviews, but um, that's not what I should be doing. I have to pivot. And I fell in love with storytelling again. And how can I make that a career? Um, And so in that, I still went on the job search, still getting rejected. For the last two years. Um, And then I realized. There's two things. Because we always talk about this thing called a dream job. Right? Mm -hmm. And we forget that a dream job encompasses two things. You have your ideal role. And your ideal company. And if you don't have both. You really don't have that dream. You really truly never be satisfied. Mm -hmm. With where you are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us job search the backwards. So for me, I wanted to be in tech, you know, tech is it um, after, you know, doing a lot of interviews or interviewing people in tech, you know, tech's the future, you can get paid really well in tech. Um, With the D and I um, conversations happening, you feel like there's opportunity for you and you can transform things. And so that was where I was. eyeing, And it's the cool kids job. Right. So here Mm -hmm. I am, like looking at the the company instead of really eyeing the role. So I was applying to these jobs and sometimes the roles weren't really ideal, but it was like, oh, it's a foot in the door. So I'm trying to like make myself fit so that I could work at this company. And of course, I'm going to get rejected. Right. And I didn't understand that. What was happening there until I was like, you know what? It can't be about the company anymore. It's got to be about the role. Can I get what I need from a role? Get my, build up my skill set, be able to play around and really learn or master some of the CRM tools. So, um, just different tools or systems that particular companies or industries use to achieve something? Um, can I master those and then work my way to pivot to that dream company? I can do that. And so in doing that, I'm, I, I'm focused on branded content because I love storytelling. Um, I saw roles where I literally could do l to l in a corporate setting. So that was what I, like, focused on. And then finally, in May 2020, I was offered a role um, to do branded content. And it's been during the pandemic. And it's just, May 2018, I was laid off from my last job. And May 2020, I was offered a role. And I just, whew, what a, you know, I... Lydia I'm like no longer that girl from before when this Lemons to Lemonade started my story I am in a whole new chapter of life and a whole new chapter of lemonade girl a different flavor Rather, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, instead of the regular lemonade, we're adding flavor to it, girl—strawberry, cherry, whatever.
0: Yeah. You know, and I don't know why I just heard a diamond from Cry Mob in my head. Oh no, <laughs> I got no. A two flavors <laughs> that <boost. laughs> Oh, raspberry, raspberry! Come <laughs> get this. One. You know, what I'm sometimes you gotta turn up, but I don't know why I went there. Even though you talked hey. about lemonade, I just <laughs> went to rock your hips. But yes, yeah, you know. That's refreshing. Lemonade is so refreshing. (laughs) It is That is what we look forward to after the hard work, after the long hours, after just the intensity of whatever it was that we were doing. To be able to pour a cup of that, to be able to be filled that way, Mm -hmm. to be able to serve yourself And, you know, in that way is what we need. Like you have been working on this batch of lemonade and perfecting the recipe and effing it up and then adding something, you know, maybe it's a little little brown sugar this time. Maybe we're going to add a little lavender. Maybe it's a little salt, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is, Mm -hmm. but it is your time. Thank you. It is your time. I, yo, I'm all hype. I feel like I can just work on my mixtape right now um, and drop it's, it tomorrow.
1: Lydia, it's nice to be able to sit down somewhere and drink some of the lemonade after you've been working on the batch. Man. Like it's like the little red hen. You've been like working on this bread. You ask all these people to help. They're like, no. And then finally, the bread is ready and you're ready to eat. Yeah, And it's it's really great to just sit some, down somewhere and drink on this lemonade. It's refreshing. And that's what I hope for so many of you all is mm. that are going through those limits, like, to get to the point where you can breathe. Mm. Because, you know, when I told some of my peers, the first thing they said is, yes, you can breathe. Because they knew. They knew that I've been on the go. They knew that I've been just just working, just making that lemonade. And it's like, yes, like you could just sip on it girl, like rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of tearing up now because mm-hmm. um, whew, it, it's been a, a long road, um, a long journey and it's been bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And um, it just feels so good to just be able to just breathe because it's hard to work on your dreams when you live in a space of scarcity and lack. Mm. Sometimes you're not good to yourself. Sometimes you're not good to the people around you. You're not as good as you could be. Sometimes you just can't be that inspiration. You know, um, I think other people... If they had those two years, they... sometimes I felt like I didn't do enough in those two years. Here, I here I go with that enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I did the best that I could in the space that I was in, um, because sometimes we're always trying to be on. Like, but at the time, I needed people to fill my cup. Like, I couldn't always be that inspiration, that motivation for someone else. Mm. I needed people to be that for me um, so that I could keep going, so that I could keep making that lemonade. Um, I couldn't be the one who always gave that for someone else. And I hated that. I felt bad about that. But they always say you can't be good to others when you're not good to yourself. And so these two years, you know, how, um, these kids are taking gap years. Right. I kind of feel like that was the gap. These two years were the gap years that I needed to reset.
0: Mm. <sighs> we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves mm. to take the time that we need to be okay. hmm Right, Mm -hmm. I I often say resting is doing something. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people all the time. I have people looking at me like I do drugs on my lunch break when I tell them I'm I'm taking a beat. I need to sit down. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think you really understand. Like highlight reel, you know, it it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I need to make sure that Lydia is okay. You have to make sure that Brittany was okay, Mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, once you decide to leave your role, it will be filled. Once you decide that you no longer, you know, want to occupy the space that you were in the way you, you did, there's always somebody willing to take your spot. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, if you transition from this side of the earth, there'd be somebody like, Oh, I can do it. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you're good. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why we think we have to kill ourselves for our dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, well, how are you going to experience it that way? Like, you know, is your heart right? Where you know where you're going after this? Like, Mm -hmm. make the most of your time. You know, I'm so glad that you get to breathe. Your head is above water. um, And you are experiencing that peace. It is something that we all strive for. And I'm so glad that you've been telling your story, that you've helped others tell their story, and that you've been vulnerable. Right. It's hard to experience our heart's desires when we're not willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you you you're really doing it, Brittany. Like, I, I'm like so elated. Girl, you got me emotional over here. I'm talking slow with my hands <laughs> on my knees. I'm rocking back and forth and taking deep breaths because it's real. So many mm-hmm. people have had similar experiences. And they think they have to be a certain way to get somewhere. They think they have to be in the A-crew, that they have to be typecasted in order to shine. Um, And that's not the case. You can Mm -hmm. very, um, very well so be called to do the unpopular thing. Mm -hmm. You can be yourself.
1: Yes. Because what's for you is for you. Right. And when it's your time, it's your time. I know it's so cliche. I know. But it's just so much truth in it. If you Mm -hmm. just rest assured that,
0: that it's coming.
1: It's coming. Right.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, Brittany. (laughs) You have dropped the mic a couple of times during (laughs) the stop on the tour. (laughs) I'm over here taking notes. And this is great. We have come to the point on the tour where it is officially time for you to drop the mic. So go ahead, take a second to pick it up again. Um, <laughs> you've already dropped it. Pick up the mic stand because I know you I didn't slap it, it over. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> this getting equipment the cord together. All right, Thank the, you. Um, cordless. <laughs> we cordless. cordless. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 2020. I know it's a pandemic, but you know, we got it. <laughs> Look. Okay. All the way from Nashville, Tennessee, I need you to drop the mic, okay? Take a moment, think about what it is that you wanna leave here on the stage with us, but when you are ready, have your way.
1: I'm ready. Protect Black women, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor.
0: Enough said. Enough said. My goodness, a black woman, mm-hmm. professional black woman, striving, mid 20s, minding her business, mm-hmm. in love, loved, mm-hmm. and afterthought for many in the judicial system. Mm-hmm.
1: This isn't a game anymore. Um, they need to be arrested. I call. I I tweet. Um, she can't be overlooked. Um, we can't just have her mural up, her pictures on covers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can't forget her name. And then also... Um, Say his name, and that will be Kentrell Caraway. Um, justice for Brianna is justice for him because he didn't get it. That's my cousin.
0: Yes,
1: um, and he was killed by cops in 2016 in Miami. So justice for one is is literally justice for all because there's names that we don't know. Exactly, there's stories we haven't heard, and they won't get the the proper uh, due process, uh, the proper justice. And so for one, for the the women and men who are, we're we're so close, we've got to get it. We've got to get it for them.
0: Well said. I, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, it's up to all of us to do our part. It truly is. It's not enough to sit back um, and just watch or like, share, comment, repost, like we have to do the work. You know, as you continue to do your work, Brittany, let people know how they can stay connected with you.
1: Yes. So please visit BrittanyOliver.com. Um, there you can keep up. Please, I recommend you sign up for the bi weekly newsletter um, every Thursday um, for on the IG Live for Lemons to Lemonade. We're talking to uh, different women and men on their Limits to Lemonade journey. So tune in 5.30 Central Time on Thursdays. Um, and then I have some upcoming um, master classes coming up um, as well as workshops. So stay tuned on that news. But the best way to do that is by signing up for the Limits to Lemonade newsletter. Yes
0: lovely and as always you can stay connected with the get my life tour visit the get my life um, stay connected and follow on instagram on twitter facebook join our facebook group search the get my life tour and we shall pop up if you want to stay connected with me personally as a journalist storyteller um like your girl out here getting it Be sure to follow me on Instagram or on all social platforms at Lydia T. Blanco. Visit LydiaTBlanco.com. We have some exciting things like merchandise and apparel coming out soon. Ooh, I'm so excited y'all. Hype. It's kind of cute. And, you know, I will, you know, end on this note. do your part. Make sure that you continue to show up for yourself Um, and help me thanking Brittany, for her time, for showing up the way that she did, be sure to stay connected with her and with yourselves, right? Continue to make lemonade um, and do so enthusiastically. It has been real. Brittany, thank you for taking Center Stage with me.
1: Thank you for having me, Lydia. This was amazing.
0: You are so welcome. Until the next time, I will see you on the next stop of the Get My Life tour. It has been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.